Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 193, recorded live on Monday, February 21st, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who had to uh, go out driving this morning, Dave Pillar. I can't feel my cheek. Side note, he went out um, because he had to go to the dentist. And the man who currently can't go out driving, Andy Lowe, hi. Snowed in? No, uh, iced in. Iced in. There, there is a nice, um, I'd probably say not a quarter of an inch, maybe a little bit less than a quarter of an inch of ice on all the cars out in the parking lot. Yeah, I was getting ready to boil water this morning in case I needed it. Yeah, whenever I decide to go out there, I'm going to run my coffee machine because it gets me hot water pretty quickly mm. that's the one thing i like about the coffee the coffee maker it's 15 ounces and it's i would like boiling water please thank you <laughs> just go out there and then i can just run it again back and forth yep god i on saturday i was running outside and now this i was laughing at people who were out in their t-shirts and shorts and I'm like, you guys live in Michigan. Yes, it is 50 degrees outside. It is February. Hey, if it's 50 degrees outside, I'm going to take advantage of it as much as possible. It's February. Okay, so now it's definitely February. Yeah. Do you see what people like you have wrought? How have I wrought this It is problem? entirely the fault of everyone who is out in t-shirts and shorts. Michigan got pissed. <laughs> What are you guys doing? This is February. This isn't April. Mm -hmm. I shall make it ice. (laughs) Oh, you want to go outside in a t-shirt? Okay. I'm going to make it so you can't move your car. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I hope you enjoy home because you're not going anywhere. Oh, sucks. Mm -hmm. Your fault. (sighs) What's not my fault, though, is um, stupid power outage. And internet loss. And internet loss. And, you know, it is your fault. What? Not having already rooted your damn phone so that you could have gotten internet earlier. By... Ah. It scares me a little bit. Why would I ever need to root my phone? I don't need to root my phone. It's scary. Literally, there is in the webpage. It's in bold letters. They're covering their asses. But it's still scary and unknown. Yes. Welcome to life. <laughs> but I I just finally finished paying off this phone. I love the fact that Andy and I have the same phone, and he's still running stock, and I'm sitting here reinstalling everything because I just upgraded to Cyanogen Release Candidate 1. God, I would have to reinstall all my applications? You go get something called Titanium Backup. And what and does that just, do? Well, it backs up your data, your applications, and the data for the application. And it'll, it, it kind of sucks because you do have to keep hitting install, okay, install, okay, install, okay. But it'll reinstall all your apps for you. Ah. Rather, it will bring them up one after the other immediately so that you can reinstall them all. Gotcha. With the data still intact. Granted, I probably would get rid of some of these applications. Yeah, and for those, you just hit cancel and they disappear. Hmm. But I still, I just paid it off. If I brick it. You're not going to brick it. If you're worried about bricking it, then drive over here and I will do it. But that means I actually have to trust my phone with you, Dave. Yes. 
or get on an IRC yeah. and have people walk you through it step by step. Could do that too. Oh, speaking of the Android, I actually just wrote my first Android application. Woohoo! <laughs> the tutorial application is a kitty that meows when you touch it. Hello, purr. Yes. Yep. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing ever but it it does exist and it teaches you how to do it yes so now i'm going to try and do what i'm going to do i don't think i'm going to run it with gps though first i'm just going to do it so i can manually input the data okay but we'll see i have another oh what 31 2 3 so i have 40 days until the first half marathon and you want to have your app done by then? Yes. Good luck. 40 days. We'll see how it goes. Andy goes on coding marathon. Oh, I don't <coughs> want to be a code monkey. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, you I don't. You don't realize it yet. No. No, no, no. Code monkey, get up, get coffee. <laughs> I actually did Mountain Dew because I, um, it was faster. So one problem with coffee. It just takes just a little bit long. Code monkey goes to job. <laughs> I know I need one of those too. Oh, there's the other card. <laughs> That's was, the store finished. I was I was looking for the other card that had the, the phone. Because I knew we had a card that had the support phone number on it mm-hmm. for the ISP. And you just found it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so now I have two. Ah, ah, ah. I can't believe they didn't have any power or any backup power. I can. They are foolish. <laughs> Especially since they're running the Cisco VoIP phones, which if they had landlines, they wouldn't have to worry about losing power because the landlines would power the phones. There's, you get power over the telephone line. But with right. the VoIP phone, it's all Ethernet. So then you can, <laughs> if your Ethernet backbone goes down, no phones. Oh... That's that's the one good thing to have a landline, is if the power goes out. Well, that and, as we've already covered, emergency phone calls. Yeah. Just in general. But there was actually a neat idea um, of using your old cell phone mm-hmm. as an alarm clock. Interesting. Because it's got its own battery backup that you know will last. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about it because it's, it's small, it's portable, it's got a battery backup. It's everything you would need in an alarm clock. Yes, except that there's one small problem. Okay. I don't have my old phone. Oh. Wait, did you actually sell your G1? No, oh. I gave it to Laura. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, then you just need to get another old phone. <laughs> <coughs> or an alarm clock with a battery backup. <laughs> that too, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Oh, plus you don't have to worry about resetting it, because it will get... The time from the cellular networks. Yep, that would be kind of cool. Hmm. Thoughts and ideas for you. Right. And by you, I meant the royal you. The royal you? Yes. There is such a thing as the royal you? Well, there's the royal we, isn't it? Or the royal I? Or yes. There, There is the royal we. I'm not familiar with the royal you. <laughs> oh, it's the, I, whatever. <laughs> Yay, my phone is up and running. Congratulations, Dave. Thank you. I'm trying to think if there's anything on the list that has to do with Android. Uh, if there isn't, there can be. <coughs> Wait, but Cyanogen Mod 7. 
gingerbread. <laughs> but Dave, the, the topic list is shorter than last time. If you add a topic to it, it will be equal to last time. Well, Andy, yeah. sucks to be you. Damn. Oh, there's a topic for Google. Yes. We could go with that. Sure, why not? Well, actually, we'll go with the first one first. <laughs> well, not the first one first. The Google needs an Apple story to set it up, if that makes sense. Oh, uh, okay. Go for it. I don't know. Just do it. <laughs> so the Daily came out, right? We talked about that last week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, the Daily was the first Apple application that had a subscription-based payment system, right? Okay. You could charge you, it would charge you 99 cents a week right. for as long as you have the subscription. It was the first application to do that. Everything else was normally just pay once or free yeah. or whatever. And in fact, there's a ton of new stuff about how draconian those are going to be. And not even draconian, uh, Machiavellian, I guess, where Apple is going to take 30% of everything. Yeah, if... If you have a electronic edition of a magazine or a newspaper and you set up this subscription program like the daily, when Apple brings in a new subscriber, they earn 30% of that subscription. Yeah, it's worse than that, though, because it's not even subscriptions. Uh, you are not allowed to have your own store anymore. Any sort of in-app purchases, you can't give deals. Any deal you give has to apply also to the in-app purchases. And you can't provide a link from within the application back to your own store. Ouch. So Amazon can't sell the Kindle books directly to you if you're doing Kindle on the iPad. You have to go through the Apple store and do in-app purchases, and Apple will get a 30% cut. Um, not if you're an existing subscriber. If you come in through the Apple store, you get 30%. If, you, if you're already... Right, but you can't remember... But the uh, the developers can't provide a link out of the app to their store. God, this is crazy. No wonder. So yes, you could set up you could set up your Netflix account from home from your computer, and that would be fine. Or you could set it up right there on your iPad, and Apple gets a thirty percent cut. (laughs) Oh goodness. Okay, so that was Apple's subscription program. So now we can go to Google because Google started up their own subscription service. And what are they calling this new subscription service? Google OnePass. Hmm. And they will only take 10% rather than Apple's 30%. 30%. Oh, that's good. Sort of. Hey, it's not. It's 90% is better than 70%. I suppose. The one downside, though, is this is all run through Google Checkout. Ooh, nobody liked Google Checkout. No. I I used Google Checkout once because there was a discount if you used Google Checkout from Google. And that was it. Yep. So, yeah, there. I guess there's a new app <coughs> subscription war going on. I still um, actually don't really read a newspaper anymore. I like my magazines in physical form, so this doesn't matter to me. I, well, I don't, but I, I mean, it matters to some people. That is true. So we'll see how this all turns out. I, I'm just wondering... No, wait, never mind. I answered my own question. Okay. It was going to be a stupid question anyway, so I just kept it to myself. All right. I think that's the best policy. <laughs> Keep the stupid inside, not outside. Although we wouldn't have much of a show if we chose to do that all the time. Ouch. It was on me, too. <laughs> but that it wasn't was just... just you. Ow, oh, Dave, that hurt me. Good. Fucking hell. Goddamn Watson. Yes. Watson on Jeopardy was this week. Were you able to watch all the uh, I I downloaded the torrent. Well, 
you were busy with a robot, so you and you don't have a TiVo, so yeah. I wanted I want to work at IBM. <laughs> I mean, holy crap! I want to work at IBM. Oh, for those, those guys are cool. Yeah, for those who did not pay attention to Jeopardy, and I don't know how you wouldn't hear the news about this because it was everywhere. It had a full page ad in the New York Times. <laughs> A full color page ad before after. and after <laughs> the uh, tournament totals for two days. Brad Reuter came in third with twenty one thousand six hundred. Ken Jennings came in second with twenty four thousand, and Watson came in first with seventy seven thousand one hundred and forty seven dollars. It would have been funny if he would have set up the final Jeopardy question to uh, so he get his his uh, tournament total as seventy seven thousand seven hundred and seventy seven. <laughs> would have been like jackpot. <laughs> well, it was Watson. He could have done it with seventy seven cents too. Yeah. Absolutely amazing game. I mean, you could see the frustration on Ken and Brad on their face. Just like, ah, ah, I know this, but it, its computer reflexes are faster than my human ones. Yeah, they, oh. Ken said he always hated hearing the, uh, Watson. Plunger. Yeah, the, the, the insectoid noise of the plunger. <laughs> Because it would just try clicking as fast as possible to try and get it in before them. So it would click multiple times. Nice. So, uh, it... Yeah. <coughs> Goodness. Absolutely wiped the floor with them, though. Yeah. In the first round. Second round, they actually did much better. Yeah. Um, after the first game, Watson was at 35,000. Brad was at 10,000. And Ken was at about 5,000. Yeah. So yeah, there was, it still was a decent 35,000 more. So it was a 42,000 point game in the second day. It, it was, Watson just creamed them. <sighs> there was the gaffe with the final Jeopardy though. Yeah. What, U.S. City? Toronto? Yeah. Toronto's at U.S. City. <laughs> what? Trebek opened the show the next day with a... Uh, some of the things I learned yesterday. <laughs> Toronto is a U.S. city. Check. Isn't he Canadian? Yes. <laughs> uh, there also was the the problem also was the fact that um, Watson can't hear incorrect answers that other players give. Yeah. So he did ask the... Um, the same question. Yeah. On more than one occasion, which had yes. to make uh, Ken feel pretty good. <laughs> I got it wrong. Oh, Watson got it wrong. What a man! If Watson gets it wrong, no wonder. Did you read what uh, Ken wrote on his screen at the very end? I, for one, welcome our new computer overlords. Oh, I think that's at that point he realized he he wasn't going to win. So he's like, Oh, yeah. he knew it. He absolutely. I mean, Watson had had a twenty-seven thousand point lead the day before. Yeah. <laughs> But that the whole I mean it was ridiculous. That was absolutely ridiculous. So what they need to do now is cut them down from what the eight racks I think they're using to run them. Huge. Because you think about it, like they it takes eight server racks and a huge refrigeration thing to actually get them to be able to. It will happen. Give it time. I should say, they said they should just be able to put it on one rack so it actually has to sit behind the podium <laughs> and gets no other outside influence. It must be able to fit within this square. We wouldn't have had the match for another four years. I know. And it was interesting to watch. 
It was amazing to watch. I want to work for IBM. Did you watch the um, Nova special on it at all or no? Uh-uh. Oh, what you need to do is Nova did a whole episode on Watson. Nice. So if you have a chance to, I think PBS actually posts all the Nova stuff online too. Mm-hmm. I think it's called like the smartest machine on earth or something like that. Cute. So if you have an hour to kill at some point, watch that video. It's it's a great backstory, more backstory than what was shown on Jeopardy. So it gives you a better idea of what they had to go through to get it to work. But, oh, Watson. I was more amused at the uh, at a line at one of the practice matches where it was this really obscure clue about uh, Survivor told in a Shakespearean tone. Yes. And Watson got it, and the, the moderator's response was like, you actually know that? <laughs> oh. Oh. Evidently, it's very easy for everyone to forget Watson is a machine and cannot hear you. <laughs> There was actually a thing during the Nova special where they're talking about how the uh, the head programming guy brought his kids in to watch some of the things. Mm-hmm. And the kids kept him asking, "Was like, Daddy, why is the host making fun of Watson?" Because <laughs> Watson is a machine, sweetie, and it has no feelings. Well, he was saying like, "Well, it's a machine put together by people who do have feelings. So if you start making fun of the machine, then therefore you're making fun of the people, and that's not good." <laughs> whole thing was just hilarious oh man i want a watson (laughs) but what about a cheaper iphone i have a g2 why would i need a cheaper iphone i don't know but it seems apple is working on a cheaper iphone are they going to call it the iphone nano i don't know or perhaps the oh 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 oh, it's going to be the iphone shuffle you won't know who you're calling Man, how come Apple keeps on calling my mother? There's got to be some algorithm set up here. This isn't a random shuffle. <laughs> but the uh, Times, um, no, the Wall Street Journal was first reporting that Apple's working on a smaller iPhone. Okay. But then somebody told the Times that Apple was not planning on introducing a smaller iPhone soon. They were trying to work on a cheaper iPhone. Yeah, it's hard to get it much smaller than it is. Yeah. I don't know if I would want it smaller than it is. Like, if I wanted one. Because this the screen size, maybe you could... It's a little bit bigger than the G2 screen, right? Yes. You could get I it down to the so. G2 screen size, but smaller than that, and you start losing the fun bits of the screen. It's like the little tiny screen on the shuffle now. I, ugh, I don't, how would you even be able to fit all this stuff in there? It's, they had to turn the case into an antenna, for goodness sakes. Yep. I don't, I don't know how and you we could saw get how smaller. well that went. <laughs> yeah. Oof. But we'll find out in a couple months when the iPhone unveiling normally happens. Right. Now, here's a name I haven't seen in forever. What? ISO Hunt. Yes. They got sued by the RIAA, which is kind of funny because Why? they actually, they just, so they uh, lost the, the legal battle against the MPAA. So, so now I'm thinking. Season on them. Yeah. Like, we have precedent. <laughs> so, yeah, they got sued by uh, 26 record labels for... How many millions? I think just four million. But I think the, the money value is just a pittance. They just want ISO Hunt to get taken down. down. Yeah. Which I still don't understand how the ISO Hunt could lose to the MPAA because they're just a search engine. 
But I guess you could probably point out that they're a search engine for entirely all illegal files. Well, these torrent sites, and thus their owners, facilitate copyright infringement on a massive scale. Quote. There you go. Okay. My cheek is still numb. <laughs> well, speaking of um, legal actions. Oh, I thought you were going to say speaking of numb cheeks. I'm like, what the hell do we have coming up? <laughs> nope. Um, so remember how the uh, ICE took down a bunch of sites no. last time? Like the, the 76 sites or something like that? No, some but of I'll were... smile and nod and go on. Okay. Well, the ICE... Um, took down some more sites again to try and help with f- their fight against um, copyright infringement and child pornography. Because um, those two things tend to go so hand in hand. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, copyright infringement and child pornography, did they actually take down 4chan? No. Oh. <laughs> what like they the, one, did... the one place you'd find both of those. What they did, though, was take down a domain called uh, Moo. M-O-O-O dot com. Moo dot com. Yes, which belongs to Free DNS. Why did they take it down? Um, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, Free DNS has, has a shared domain of afraid.org, which has 84,000 subdomains attached to it. Uh-huh. Which all are basically like um, legitimate businesses people would use to for their online stuff. So, um, by taking down the one site, they took down the 84,000 other sites, and all of them um, redirected to a nice banner that says that advertisement, distribution, transportation, receipt, and possession of child pornography constitute federal crimes that carry penalties for the first-time offenders of up to 30 years in federal prison, and this domain has been seized by the ICE. Someone's going to get sued. (laughs) Someone is going to get sued hard. Yeah. So uh, I, I you don't just take that. Oh God! So yeah, it's oh got eighty four thousand subdomains. I'm not sure how this whole website is set up that you're able to just put in your own. I don't know, but that's probably like eighty four thousand people who all have the right to sue for libel and disruption of business. Oh, there's probably other... Okay, so there's other... Um, the, okay, so the, the DNS would host this site, I'm guessing, or some... I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm very confused by their webpage here, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Don't worry about it. Right, it's just the ICE laying down the hammer again. Yeah. Banhammer, a little too broad this time. Just a little too much. Oh, what do we got going on here? What do we want next? Dave, what do you want next? Uh, uh, Redbox. Redbox, yes. The red box that's outside of Myers and Walgreens and other places. Kroger's, maybe. I'm trying to think other places that would have Redbox. They're just the, the boxes where you are able to rent DVDs for a night for a dollar. Blu-rays, I think, are $2, aren't they? Uh, I don't know. I've never actually rented a Blu-ray, so I don't know. Anyway... The um, the LA Times reporting from quotes made by the Redbox president during an analyst meeting. Redbox is uh, planning on launching a subscription-based online video streaming service. Cool. A.K.A. Netflix. Yep. Which, again, cool. <laughs> but mm, I don't know. Because Redbox's deal know. is the, the, the cheap DVDs. It's a dollar a night, so you could just rent it and return it. A dollar, yeah. No problem. Okay. But then you switch to an online streaming service. <laughs> so would a dollar be too much then for online streaming? Hmm. A oh, dollar just, for a movie? Oh, you know, no, no, that, that could work. Because renting a movie in iTunes is like, what, $2, $3, something like that? 
Mm-hmm. So, all right. So it could work. I'll give them that. I'm excited. As a new Redbox user, I'm kind of excited for this. <laughs> that way you won't have to drive anywhere. You could just download it. I wonder if they're going to try and hook up to cable top boxes or what. I don't know. Hmm. Could be interesting. Indeed. A paper accelerometer. Yes. So phones have accelerometers. Wiimotes have accelerometers. Everything's got accelerometers in it. Well, almost everything. Okay. It turns out they're actually kind of expensive. Right. It costs about $50 to make one. Okay. And uh, researchers at Harvard have created a accelerometer that costs about four cents to make. What? Mm-hmm. And it's made out of paper, and it's about the size of a dime. Okay. How does this paper... What, what, how does that work? Um, it's a carbon bridge of some kind. It's, uh, where is it in here? Where is it in here? God, I had it in here a second ago. Ah. The paper sensor, which is a bit larger than a dime, is a cantilever cut out from thick chromatography paper, which is normally used for chemistry experiments. At the base of the cantilever is a U-shaped piece of carbon and silver contact pads. They screen print the carbon and silver contact pads onto the cantilever base using graphite and silver inks and stencils cut out of vinyl film. A force is applied to the cantilever, uh, bends the cantilever, stresses the carbon piece, changing the resistance, and therefore electrical connection on there will be able to change, and then you'll be able to find out the... Uh, the acceleration. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> but going from $50 down to... Four cents. Yes. Yeah. That, oh, my God. So now not only will my books have RFID tags in them, they'll have accelerometers in them. To know when you drop the book... I guess. But think of like all the... They're not as good as the current silicone sensors mm-hmm. because they're, um, they can only feel forces up to or down to 120 micronewtons. And the current system um, can measure forces smaller than 80 micronewtons. So it's not as good as the current stuff, but it's still it's cheap. I'm, I'm just still trying to come up with things to put an accelerometer in. Um... That doesn't already have one. An accelerometer and a bike helmet. The bike helmet could feel you slowing down too fast and will therefore maybe some sort of... Signal help? Could be. Um, well, replacing the accelerometers would be a lot cheaper. Like if your airbags are deployed, there's an accelerometer in there and you need a new one so that could... I wouldn't want that accelerometer built out of paper. I'd like something a little heftier for my car. Wouldn't you agree? Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. I probably would want the thing that's <laughs> could not, you know, melt, blow poured, away, poured water on it. Right. Ah, right. here we go. The thing that sparks if you pour water on it. Here's one. Um, if you can make such sensors on paper, you can make them on stretchable, biocompatible substrates such as silicone, and then you can mimic the properties of skin. These low-cost sensors made on silicone could be used at the tip of instruments for surgeons so they could get a better feel of the tissue they touch. That's not really an accelerometer, though. That's a, just a general pressure sensor. Okay. That's what they said they could use it for. Hmm. I think they just came up with the device, and then they're like, well, what can we do with it? Uh... Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You got anything, Jim? Surgery? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Let's go with that. Hey, it's new technology that seems really crazy. Cheap, but useless. <laughs> What's also brand new is this uh, two-way radio. Okay. Well, okay, normally with a radio, you can either transmit or receive. Right, because it uses the same antenna. Yes. 
And so yeah, you have to go back and forth. You know, the, the cell phones do a little magic. Well, normally they uh, either A, switch back and forth too fast for us to comprehend, or B, use a different frequency for one. So both sides, they don't, they don't hit each other. Well, um, a professor at Stanford somehow is able to get it with a, a single antenna and a single frequency able to transmit and receive at the same time. Interesting. Yeah. How's he managing that? I, we don't know. <laughs> something about using two transmitters and something to do with like noise canceling head. I'm still. So he's cheating. I I guess so. But this this is like a for the longest time radio was always a one way form of communication that was set in mm-hmm. stone. This is okay. You had to do one for transmitting, one for receiving. You could not go at the same time. And somehow this guy's figured it out. Oh, yeah, you can do them at the same time. You just have to do this. La, 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 la. Good for him. So what this means to us is the fact that um, technically if you just are able to put this into your Wi-Fi, you can double your Wi-Fi network speed Ooh, just like that. Hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Just, yeah, but then again, my Wi-Fi network speed is so far above my cable speed anyways. Well, Dave, what about your um, 4G data speed? Well, your cell phone uses two Ooh. different frequencies, but if you, you could double the amount of bandwidth because instead of having to use one frequency for coming into your cell phone or another one to go out, you could have both of them going in and out at the same time right so okay so then we doubling mobile data speed just like that that's kind of cool and this is just, it's crazy i read this and i'm like you, you you're not allowed to do that yet somehow he's he's managed yeah i don't know it's crazy he's breaking laws of physics <laughs> he said uh, we obey the laws of thermodynamics in this house <laughs> <laughs> that's the perpetual motion machine right yep why had she made that? Because she was, uh, school was closed, I guess, for a strike or something, and so she was, she had to learn on her own. Right. And so, while she was there at home teaching herself, she built herself a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> Forgot about that episode. That was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen The Simpsons in forever. Yep, I don't think you've missed anything. No, probably not. Borders! Oh, we will miss you. Called it. <laughs> Yeah, for those who didn't know, uh, Borders filed for Chapter 11 this week. And have you gone? Is Do you have one of the ones that's closing near you? Oh, we don't actually have one near us anymore. We had a Borders Express in the mall. Yeah. But that's gone now. So the Borders at Arborland is one of the Borders slated to close. Ah, one of the so 200 of, slated yeah, to close. 200 nationwide. 30% of all their... Well, that fits it because it's one out of three in Ann Arbor is closing. Mm-hmm. And there's no way they're going to close either the home one that's downtown or the brand new one they build. Right. So it was kind of a foregone conclusion that the one at Arborland would close. Yeah. I have only seen that store busy, that busy, one other time. Which was? Harry Potter Book 7. Ah... Uh, I've never seen a Borders this busy besides that one time. Everybody wants cheap books? Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. Here's the interesting thing for me. I have a feeling they could have said, we have a store-wide sale, 20% off. And a quarter of that many people would have showed up. But as soon as you have... Store closing, everything must go. People come out of the woodwork. The city descended upon Arborland. I have never seen Arborland that busy. What's really funny is, though, sometimes those uh, prices, because they, they sell all the stuff to a liquidator, right. 
and they're the ones who run the going out of business sale. And it turns out they, uh, the people who run the going out of business sale put everything back up to their original manufacturer suggested retail price. So some of the stores might have been selling it for cheaper before they were going out of business. Yep. And then the prices would go back up again. So you, you got to know what you're looking for if you go to a business, going out of business sale. Because sometimes the people came back when you're doing the Circuit City one, they're like, hey, the Best Buy place had it for cheaper. And they're like, I'm sorry. And told you guys, no returns. Fire. Yeah. You should have done your homework. Yep. Amazingly enough, Borders still had their clearance rack. <laughs> the little red stickers. <laughs> $4 for the book, and then wonder, another 20% off. wonder where the nearest Borders is for us. I don't know, but it might be closing. Uh, borders, search map. No, I don't want concrete Borders. No, not village Borders. <laughs> Try Borders Books. Borders Books near... Uh, there's one down in Indiana. You should call me like, are you guys closing? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. There's one down in yeah, Indiana. It was insane. I mean, you know, it was also a Saturday. It was the first day of the clearance sale, but it was just packed. The line wrapped around the store. <laughs> so the filing chapter 11 does absolutely nothing for me because there's no one nearby. So I guess I will still have to go to Barnes & Noble. Or Amazon. Or Amazon, yes, that is true with the... Uh, Free Amazon Prime. Right. Free two-day shipping, or you could buy it for the Kindle and get it on your phone. I've tried reading books on my phone, because it came with some of the, the public domain books. Mm-hmm. It's, I either, A, need to get the font really tiny, or um, or there's a lot of pages that I have to flip through. What like app were you using? The the Kindle app for the okay. uh, for Android. I've, I've been using Aldico for ebooks, and it uses the volume switch as page up, page down. So it works very nicely. Also, my cheek is still numb. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. There's only eighteen lines of text on here. That's it. Okay, I'm not sure what your point is. I'm just, it's, I need a bigger screen if I was going to do this. Ah. Granted, I'm probably just burning through battery having the screen uprightness up that high. Yes. Yes, you are. Oh, if they could only get the e-ink screens better. And cheaper. Yeah. So what else do we have? Speaking of tablets, Sony's going to be coming out with a tablet. Okay. Um, called the S1. <laughs> It's going to have um, Android-based, but also it's going to be PlayStation-certified. Ooh. Which means it will be a tablet that can play PlayStation, PlayStation games. games. Yeah. 9.4-inch screen. Ooh. Will it be running Honeycomb? Yes. They're doing their own layer on top of Honeycomb, but still. Right. This is sounding interesting. Uh, okay, the the target price for the Wi-Fi only version of the S1 has recently been bumped to six hundred dollars. Yeah, not surprising. It's a Sony project, and but also that that's actually still not bad. No, but Dave, there's also a um, S2 that is going to be come out. They're not it's sure if that one's PlayStation certified yet or not. Uh huh. But it's going to be a clamshell, uh, sporting a pair of five point five inch displays. So it's a DS of phones i guess so pass okay this s1 though that um that's interesting 
I know. Although Nobody... it has a lack of physical buttons. Yes. Sometimes I like my physical buttons. Yes. I have you looked at the uh the Sony Ericsson Xperia Play? I have not. I heard about that, but I didn't The PlayStation phone. Not beyond the uh I mean we we've talked a little bit about it. Other than that it was coming out. Not much else yeah. has been pointed out that about instead it. Instead of the keyboard it has the the, the gamepad. D-pad, the gamepad. It looks like a really sweet little device. But anything you buy on the PlayStation Store, you would have to buy again for the Xperia. Granted, I haven't bought anything on the PlayStation Store, so that's not a sore point for me. But, but for thinking, some people. Yeah. Some people, like, oh, Sony fan people are like, awesome. I get to buy my games a third time. Yay. Oh, sad. So, um, oh, we talked about this, how the Grammys had nominated Baba Yetu. Yeah. Did it win? It did win. It won um, Best Instrumental Arrangement Accompanying Vocalists. Nice. And also the uh, composer Christopher Tin took home a second Grammy for Best Classical Crossover Album for Calling All Dawns, which also features Baba Yetu. Awesome. Good for him. First time it was nominated, first time it won. Good for him. That is impressive. That kind of makes me want to play Civ 4 again. But now you have Civ 5. Well, no, now I have oh, to Oh, now you're downloading Civ 5. Yeah. Five gigabytes I have to download. It's a big game. I was doing the math. Well, Steam was doing the math. I was following Steam. Yeah. I could drive to Chicago, buy the game there, and drive back before it would finish downloading. Yep. And don't even get me started Set on... Set it, forget it, start it, and then go to sleep. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Left 4 Dead, which is twice as big. Oh, God. Monday Night Combat. Oh, God. It's just... Okay, I would like to play my game. Portal 2... Tomorrow. Maybe. I could play it tomorrow. Maybe. Portal 2... God, I would have to start preloading that now, most likely. Andy's going to pre-order Portal 2? Probably not. Andy's going to buy Portal 2? Most likely. But I'll see what the other stores so have. Andy and Dave can play Portal 2 co-op mode. Dave really wants to play Portal 2 co-op mode. It's half the game. Okay. Yay. Andy will spend money. <laughs> oh, good segue day with money. Pandora is filing for an IPO. Oh, really? Yes. Which um, allows us to give a look at its... Financials. Yes. Which, turns out, copyright fees are taking Outrageous. up half, half of their revenue. Uh-huh. Goes towards copyright fees. Uh-huh. So they're still going to be unprofitable, at least through the end of next year. But after that? They might be. Granted, they still need to get an agreement with uh, ASCAP. Because there's, there's three collection agencies for copyright for music. BMI, ASCAP, and S-E-S-A-C. Yeah. It, that's, ASCAP is fine. CSAC. CSAC, there we go. I can't believe that someone's acronym is ASCAP. The American Society of... Uh, composers and performers, I do believe. Yeah. We have the ones that put the cap in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and by that, we mean we charge you a buttload of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Radiohead is coming out with their next album. Ooh. Which, if you remember, the last album in Rainbows was the uh, Pay What You Want. Yeah. Are they doing something similar? No. Oh, no. Set price points for everything. 
Aww. Sadness. A 320 kilobit quality MP3 copy of the album will be $9. Uncompressed Wave will be 14 And there's also a double vinyl plus CD plus MP3 and related artwork bundle. That's their big package for $48. And if you want Wave instead of MP3, it's $53. So I think they did their In Rainbows thing. To get they, the price point? Yeah, they looked, oh, okay, people are willing to pay this much, this much. Because they sold the CD and vinyl copies also yep. with the In Rainbows. So I think they realized they have some super fans that want the whole nine yards and are willing to pay. can't believe they're still making vinyl. Dave, if I ever put out an album, I'm going to put it out on wax cylinder as well. Okay. <laughs> Just so I can be like, oh, <laughs> you want to go old school? Are, are you also going to do 8-track and Betamax? Yes. And the, vinyl. The, the music video out on Betamax and VHS and Laserdisc. <laughs> you mean the giant CD the size of a hubcap? Yep. Sure. I don't know if, I, if anybody has a Laserdisc, Laserdisc burner anymore. Somebody's probably got to have a laser disc burner. Uh, oh, somebody figured out how to take down the internet. You upload Skynet. <laughs> no, we're not going to upload Watson. That doesn't take down the internet. Oh, okay. How do you take down the internet? Uh, through a system called uh, Border Gateway Protocol. When a connection between two routers um, is severed, mm-hmm. the routers use the Border Gateway Protocol to tell each other that, that there's a new path. Okay. So... What you do is you um, get a bunch of zombie machines, bots, right. to route traffic between themselves to try and find out where the uh, common, like, the, where, like, a one connection, main connection point is. And then, um, let's see, and you build a map and pass between them. Then they would identify a link common to many different pants and then launch an attack to bring it down. So they would take down the one common link. Okay. The neighboring routers would respond by sending out updates to reroute traffic elsewhere. A short time later, the two routers would reconnect because then come back up again because there would be no connection between them. Nobody would go be going after that router anymore, so it would come back online. And then they would attack it again, sending out another update. And so this would repeat over and over again until each router um, would be receiving more updates than it could handle. And so therefore, when they go down, they would have to wait for the queue to finish mm. seems like a rather roundabout way of doing it they said it after it would only take 20 minutes of attacking for them to take it down the entire internet well not the entire internet but 20 minutes to get the first routers to go down and then from there they can keep going so if you had a big enough group you could take down the internet in 20 minutes but everybody who's got a botnet that large most likely is um basically renting yeah renting it out to everybody else for spam networks and such and right. ddos attacks so somebody proved that it is possible, but most likely nobody's going to do it because it, it's, it's a very... It would be stupid. Yeah. That's but it, why. But it is possible. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Motorola is adding the three laws of robotics to their phones. It's adding their what? The laws of robotics to their phones. Okay. Except they're changing them a little bit and calling them the three laws of mobility. What are the three laws of mobility? Protect the user from malicious code or content. Protect the device itself and obey the user unless this would cause a problem with the previous two. They switched laws two and three. Yes. Why did they switch laws two and three? Protect the user, protect the device, and obey the user. I I don't know. Asimov did not switch two and three. They are two and three for a reason. Well, I guess these guys decided that... These guys do not know better than Isaac Asimov. <laughs> 
All right. So it would be Isaac protect Asimov would the say, human. protect the human. Okay. Protect Obey the user. Obey the human. Unless this would cause a problem. Unless it will interfere with the first law. And, and then, then pre- self-preservation. Self-preservation must be tertiary. Because if I have to go, if I have to order a robot, now, part of it is that humans are supposed to be responsible and not just needlessly say, like, okay, yo, go jump off the tower. But if I need, if I have, like, a mission-critical device that I need the robot to destroy itself to save, the robot better damn well destroy itself. Okay, so officially, it's protect the device, so protect itself by securing data and communications. That is the official second rule yeah, for them. still, no, they switched two and three. How else could it protect itself, Andy? Accelerometers, paper accelerometers in the phone, so it knows it's falling, so then it can shut. Well, granted, it's no, all that, flash, so that doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm. Electroshock. No. You got, you got some voltage in here, probably some... Yeah, except that would be then damaging the user. <laughs> Doesn't say which user, just says the user. Doesn't say anything about the proper user. Maybe that's what the second rule is. is The first one's to protect it from bad code. Number two is to protect it from bad people. And number three is to obey it unless it... Obey the user right. unless it has a problem but, with the first or the second. But they still got the second and third backwards. It's making sense to me now, now that I think about it. Maybe you're just not open-minded enough. Damn right. <laughs> You don't fuck with the three laws. Well, somebody did. So, Dave, what I need you to do is go to Motorola and tell them you don't fuck with the three laws. <laughs> well, actually, Motorola Mobility, because this is Dave. Oh, that's right. They spun the company off. Yeah. Don't fuck with the three laws of robotics. Four laws. Yeah. Oh, so it seems I'm screwed. Why are you screwed? Because I have Your a very user unique username. Okay. Um, Clearly for- not unique enough since you have GMQS23, the QS23. Yeah. Well, um, four researchers in France at the uh-huh. National Institute of Computer Science studied over 10 million usernames collected from public profiles, so things that are not private. Um, they found about half the usernames used on one site could be linked to another site. Right. Potentially allowing you to build up a database of information. Yeah. This to this to this to this. You didn't know that? You didn't realize that by putting QS23 everywhere online, you were saying, I am here and here and here? Hmm. Well, okay, so I search for QS23. I get my Twitter, the mm. grill, lots of video. Oh, the PAX East says hello to QS23. That was funny. <laughs> hey, Andy, Fine. I got 5,000 people in a room who want to say hi. Except for that one guy. That one guy who said you suck. Um, I don't like him either. I'm going to miss PAX this year. I wish I could go. QS23 profile from Game... I didn't even know I had a GameSpot profile. <laughs> Might not be you. The best information and documentation about QS23 transaction code. One of my rants from Epic Default from... <laughs> I didn't know that's still going on. And the grill again. God, half the stuff on this first page is about the grill. And there's some anime and me mm-hmm. and some code. Uh, oh, there's my Ben's World profile. Jeez. Oh, Raptor profile. Yes, we get it, Andy. You're on the internet. Mm. Granted, they would have to really know what's going on, especially since my email is something completely different. My aim is something completely different. My Skype is something completely different. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff that they could put together, but... All right, Yoda QS23. Thank you, Dave, for sending out my aim. Eh, I didn't say which one it was. That is true. Oh, Yo, you're right. Even that doesn't work right. Ha ha. 
Except you said which one it is. Well, yeah, but everybody who hears it is going to oh, put it in. Oh, right. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What, you, you mean the spelling? <laughs> Speaking of Google, um, there's a new Chrome extension out, which allows you to block websites from your searches. Hmm. I like it. It's a neat idea. So I make a search and then say, never show this site, never show this site, never show this site? Yes. That's kind of cool. I like it. And in case you accidentally do one that you don't like, at the bottom of the list it says, some results were removed by the personal block list Chrome extension, and you'll click show, and then you can unblock certain websites in case you accidentally block the wrong ones. Nice. But, oh, that makes it so much easier, because sometimes I ask, like, I put in a like a question, not really a question, I put in keywords for a question about something like automotive related or something like that, and I get the stupid Yahoo answers. Oh. And that takes up like a huge block because so many other people ask the same question, and I know those people don't have the answer. So if I could just block that, I would be a happy, happy man. Mm-hmm. Just that section. I'd be so happy. Mm-hmm. What else do we got here? Um, oh, the Bioshock movie is no more. Yay. I'm all... Would you want a Bioshock movie? I want a good Bioshock movie. Well, the fact is um, that the director said he couldn't get anybody to back it in an R-rated version. What? Yeah, that's what he was saying. Did they all want it to be like PG-13? Mm-hmm. This is Bioshock. This is like heavy-duty stuff. I know. His you quote know, was... M for mature. I couldn't really get past anybody that would spend the money that would take it to do it and keep an R rating, which... This movie would need to be an R rating. I mean, you're. It. It's just. It's. It's an adult movie. Yeah. It's an adult story. Some of the other websites were suggesting, and I think this kind of makes sense. If you think about it, like the last major sci-fi film that was R rated, The Matrix, Watchmen. How well did Watchmen do? Not so much. Mm-hmm. Giant blue penis kind of spoils it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've actually never watched The Watchmen. I like the comic book better. I watched the movie, and then I went, why was everybody so excited about this movie? Let me go read the comic book. And then I read the comic book, and then I'm like, oh. Now I see why everybody was excited about the movie. And now I'm depressed because the movie was terrible. But no, I wasn't depressed because I saw the movie first, and then I read the comics. The last thing in my Ah. mind is the comic. I see. You just don't want to ever see the movie again. Yes. You know what I watched last night? I watched My Fair Lady with Audrey Hepburn. I watched Pink Panther. Ah, with, with Peter, Peter Sellers. Sellers. Yep. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Yeah. It was awesome. It was really well done and incredibly funny. I finally saw My Fair Lady. You've never seen My Fair Lady? No. The Rain in Spain? Stays mainly in the... On the no, mainly in the plains. Yeah. I always thought it was on the planes, but I guess it's in the planes. In the planes. Yes. How do you do? We could have danced on the... I was whistling that down the hallway the other day. <laughs> I got some odd looks. <laughs> <clears throat> what was really sad is, I wasn't having that Audrey Hepburn singing that stuck in my head. Well, not, technically it wasn't. Not, well, it sort of was Audrey Hepburn singing. It, they did a weird mix thing. Um, but I had the Hank Azaria singing that in the birdcage stuck in my head. Because <laughs> they're, they're all singing that song right before they go to dinner in the birdcage movie. And Hank Azaria <laughs> just belts out the last bit there. So that part was stuck in my head. Ah. Who would have thought? Knowing you, I probably would have. 
Um, okay, to try and take out the rest of the topics, Facebook is adding um, civil unions and domestic partnerships to relationship statuses. Cool. So Very progressive thing. of them. Yes. I didn't even think about that until now, but there you go. It is based in San Francisco, isn't it? Yeah, so. Okay. Uh, and there is a nice map now of the broadband speeds and such put out by the Ooh. government. So if you want to check out broadbandmap.gov, it has a nice um, coverage of all of the what broadband. What should be available. Yes. From their big internet usage survey from a couple of, well, last year and I think the year before as well. So it's an it's a interesting map. It takes a while to load, though, just to warn you. Okay. Uh, Sony is cracking down on the PS3 hackers by cutting them off from the PlayStation Network. Ooh, that's a dick move, but okay. Oh, darn. I don't have to play with um, four-year-olds. Yeah. But still, it's not really fixing the problem. So you broke our system. No going online for you. We can't do anything to fix it, but you're not going to be able to go online. <laughs> it's still... It's, like you 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 broke the window so instead of like you know getting grounded you're just not going to get any ice cream <laughs> oh huh? no you'll still get ice cream you're just not allowed to play with your friends how about that that's one way to look it up oh <laughs> uh, and da, 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 da. is that it i think so yes okay so games dave you had mega man series oh my god the mega man series andy holy so, crap a lot of stuff on the Mega Man series. You want to talk about hours on end? All of them. Then you have to figure out the right order to beat everybody in, and then, oh. The damn levels that are fucking impossible. <laughs> slide, jump, slide, jump, shoot, jump, slide, slide, Mm-mm. jump, jump. Those were the easy parts. It was the jump down this pit. No, not that pit. Yeah, that pit. Okay, now fall for four screen lengths, dodging shit on your way down. <laughs> Oh, and it's not continuous scroll either. Oh, so you'll freeze and then it'll go. Yes. Once you hit the bottom, where you may or may not survive depending on the next screen. God, they. I, I was wondering the, the the all the bad guys too. There was like Rockman and or no, wait, is Rockman the name of Mega Man? Rockman is Mega Man. Never mind. Yeah. <coughs> How many Mega Man games were there? A lot. Uh, list of characters in the Mega Man series. Okay, here we go. So Mega Man, Dr. Light, Dr. Wily, Proto Man, Bayos. Where is the Mega Man bosses? Ah, Cut Man, Guts Man, Ice... God, these are... Oil Man? Yep. What? <laughs> They're getting kind of crappy. Oh, here we go. There's an entire list of Mega Man games. Uh, 9, 10, Universe, 11, 12, 13. God... That you could spend years playing all of these. Uh, I have. <laughs> all right, Dave. Which one was your favorite one? X Mega Man X, which is different than Mega Man Ten. Very different than Mega Man Ten. X and Ten do not mean the same thing. No. What was, it was so special easily about- demonstrable? Demonstrable as uh, X was followed by X two, which is not twelve because it would be ten and then twelve. Yeah. What did you like so much about Mega Man X? The story was cute. The story—I mean, the story wasn't cute. The story was good. The acting was well written. Uh, the music was top notch, and it was the first one where you got these like ridiculous power ups. Are we talking like Marvel versus Capcom power ups, or 
Uh, no, we're talking about in four of the stages there were uh, capsules left by Dr. Light. One upgraded your helmet, one upgraded your uh, boots, one upgraded your cannon, and crap, what was the last one? Armor. It also had some nice Easter eggs, like the Hadouken, <laughs> which would one uh, it would one hit a boss if you pulled it off. Really, it was ridiculously impossible to get, but so cool when you did get it. Hmm. So yeah, it was fun. Might have to try it out if I ever decide to go back and play games I've never played. I was thinking about that doing games that I wanted to play but never did. Granted, one game I did play a lot of, and I think this might be the oldest game on our list. I'm looking at it, I'm trying to see if there's anything older, but I don't see any. Maze Craze was on the Atari 2600. It was simple. There was a randomly generated maze on the screen, and your goal was to beat the other person to the end of the maze. Okay. Which was kind of funny, because everybody would be sitting there for a second. As soon as the maze was generated, you would sit there at the beginning for a second, and you would just you could tell that both people were just staring at there trying to, like, look to see how to get through the maze and then it would just be a rush to try and see who who had gotten it right and who didn't get it right see i can't think of maze craze without thinking of marble madness because that was so much better than maze craze marble madness was a completely different game yeah i know but it was better oh dave i'm at some point going to bring my atari 2600 console emulator whatever it is and plug it into what you have an excellent point there Hey, how's Final Fantasy VI going? Uh, random topic? Uh-huh. The uh, random topic was, if you're going to commission a statue of a game designer, who would it be? Hironobu Saka. No. Uh, I don't know. Probably Miyamoto. <laughs> Everybody would pick Miyamoto. Well, let's see. You've got the Miyamoto camp. You'd have the Will Shorts camp. Will Shorts. The guy who did... Not Will Shorts, that's the... Will Wright? Yes. Sorry. There you go. Will Shorts is the crossword puzzle guy. Will yeah. Wright. Sid oh. Meier. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the guy who did Tetris? What was his name? Alex... Prozhenkov. Yeah. Al Alcorn. Nolan Bushnell. Al Lowe. Al Lowe. The guy who did Leisure Suit Larry. Ah. Cliffy B. Mm-hmm. Blazewski, I think is his name. <laughs> I don't know. I always call him Cliffy B. Everyone calls him Cliffy B. Hmm. Who would I want to do a statue of? Oh, side note, speaking of Marble Madness, the guy who created Marble Madness spoke at Dice this year. Okay. And he stated that um, big Focus budget games. Andy. Yeah. Focus, Andy. He was talking about the death of big budget games, but anyway. Um, Focus. We could do a statue of him. F- fine. You have an answer now. No, that's not my... Uh, uh, Five, four, three, two... Sid Meier's. Okay, there we go. What would you pick? No, I, I already told you. Probably Miyamoto. Mm. Or Al Alcorn, actually. Who's Al Alcorn? He wrote Pong under the direction of Nolan Bushnell. Oh, yeah, we could do Nolan Bushnell. Go learn your history. <laughs> the early history of video games is so convoluted. Oh, it's not... It just becomes a question of what do you define as a game as far as who made the first game. Yeah. I still think the tennis game was first. That's fine. There's your video game history that I know. Do you know who the guy's name? Who developed the tennis? Oh, um... William... Oh, God, I don't know. Oh, now you have your homework. Two homework assignments. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. I don't go There's to school anymore. Final I Fantasy s- VI. I suck at homework. Yes, you do. All right. Well, it's been fun, everyone. <laughs>